watching the earth all you know, the purpose time. is what the Christian life is all about. That's going to use the Word of God. That's going to no speak one the Word of God. No one is the Word of God. And when they do, heaven do it. Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. He knew why he was here. He wasn't confused about why he was here. So the church today sometimes seems like she doesn't know why she's here. And I've often said that she doesn't know why she's here because she forgot why Jesus came. They came to Jesus one time and said, Jesus, you preached really good over there the other night. Come back and preach for us again in the book of Luke. And he said, no, I must go to the next towns also for thereunto am I sent. He wasn't willing, Paul wasn't willing to saturate the one area with the gospel over and over and over and over. He knew he had to go to many cities, many cities, many nations. He knew that he was a soldier under command. He had a job to do, and we have a job to do. Our purpose is to get the gospel to the world. We're not here just marking time. We're not here just to sit in the church pew and do nothing. We're here to be about the master's business and fulfill the Great Commission. Remember, you are more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. Welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted to have you. And once again, we are back with the power of God, the Word of God. <laughs> it's going to be good. We're so thankful that we can depend on the Word of God and the presence of God, Terry. Amen. He said He'd never leave us or forsake us. And this Word is forever settled in heaven. Forever. Forever, and so we can That's we can such stand. Yeah, we can stand on that rock. That always rock. did me good, even as a teenager. Think forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in the heavens, and it's not settled on the earth. It's up to us to settle it on That's the right. earth. That's right. It's up to you. It's up to us me. to settle it in our, in our own earth, in yes. our own body. That's right. But it's settled in the heavens. I mean, nobody's going to change it. He'll never change it. That's they just they don't vote in heaven. <laughs> Isn't that a comfort in itself? Well, you know, just thinking about that one truth, Terry, that that the word of God never changes. It's always forever settled. And in fifty-four years, about to come up here on fifty-five years of ministry that you've had in so many nations of the world, almost every continent, you have been in preaching the word of God. Well, not Antarctica. Right, hasn't haven't been on that one. I've never felt called to preach to penguins. <laughs> the um, you have had to really prove, you know, the word of God, oh, and and absolutely. know that and know that you couldn't move off of that and stay with the truth of the word of God, and yet adapt to where you were 
and then give them a way that was new to their thinking of how to apply the Word of God in their everyday life. And so when when we think about that, um, you know, your, your, your calling uh, really had to sort of create your own parameters on how to do all of that, you yeah, know, sure, sure. and how to listen to the Holy Spirit in those in those situations. And so, you know, when you're in a, yeah, I think you mentioned this on one of the programs uh, prior to this one, that uh, just recently, that, you know, you, you were in certain parts of the world and uh, the Catholic Church would show up and some of them would be for it and some of them would not be for what you were saying. And you had to uh, explain the Word of God in such a way that even though they were religious, they didn't have a revelation of the Word of God. They didn't know what the Word of God well, said. And, and, it, and the Catholics were no worse than anybody else. Right. Um uh, and the only reason I, I bring that up about the Catholics, what I was actually saying was that in most countries you go to, right, uh, like any Latin country you go to, any French country you go to, they're basically Catholic. Right. So most times when you go to a Catholic-dominated country, then the Catholics and the Protestants don't always see eye right. to eye. They, right. don't, they don't get along. They don't visit with each other. They don't right. mix. But when you go to a Hindu nation, uh, a Muslim nation, uh, a Buddhist nation, a Shintoist nation, uh, anything that's not Christian, then then it's like all the all the Christians are on the same side, right? Like the Catholics, the Methodists, the Pentecostals are all on the same side. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, we're buddies, we're teams, right? Because right. over here's the Hindus, and over here's us Christians. I know and, a lot uh, of people don't understand that, but that's how it works. Yeah. And so when I'd go to say a, a a Latin or French nation, I wouldn't have Catholics come to my meetings. I mean, I'd have the people come, but I'm not talking. Right. I'm talking about the the hierarchy, right? But when I go to India. With his three hundred and thirty million Hindu gods, wow. and I'd have the I'd have the monsignors, I'd have the bishops, I'd have the cardinals, I'd have the uh, uh, I'd have the mother superior and a whole row or two of nuns, right? And just they're hungry for the word of God because we're right. all on the same team. We believe in Jesus, we believe in God, we believe in the Holy Ghost, you know, we believe in the right. Bible, we believe in miracles, and so. Uh, but but uh, let me let me back up. I, I guess I was so naive when I was a kid. That is, God called me to the mission fields when he called me at age 13. And I was praying about it and praying about it and praying about it because mom and dad wouldn't let me go. So I had to wait till I was 18. Right. So I had all those years to pray about it, think about it. And I, and I thought, you know, my message is going to be when I go to the mission fields, it's going to tell the world that God's a good God. Yes. <laughs> because they don't know that. And that has been controversial their, in the past. Their world. Yeah, right. And, and I'll get them saved. Well, I was so naive. Little did I know. It wasn't just the world that didn't know God was a good God. No. It was the church that didn't know God was a good God. Well, and that's from the dark ages. You so know, I got more everybody opposition. Everybody had believed all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I got more opposition from the church. Isn't that something? From the pastors. Wow. I mean, Pentecostals, everybody. Right. When I'd say God's a good God, it literally would make them mad.
Thank you for watching today. Renee and I always enjoy ministering to you. And one thing about the Word, it works. I've always said about the, our books and tapes and products that there's no theory back there. It's 54 years of third world missionary evangelism that I know for a fact it works. You know, the COVID thing is about wrapped up, thank God, and uh, different restrictions are lifting around the world. And so uh, we're beginning to move out around the world again, which is what we've done for 54 years. And so uh, we want to invite you to partner with us, to hook up with us, to go around the world with us. You know, in our as far as teaching and training, we train missionaries, uh, we train pastors. Uh, I've had pastors' conferences in country after country after country, which is something God spoke to me to do when I was just a teenager to train ministers, and so we've done that. But we also have open air crusades and different kind of crusades in different nations uh, with healings and miracles and salvations. So we want to invite you to be partners with us, as we have partnered with other ministries all really all of our lives, and we pray for our partners daily. We'll pray for you daily. So make it a consideration. Make it a prayer. See what the Holy Ghost says to you. And uh, we'd be glad to have you partner with us and go around the world with us. God bless you. Wow. I mean, Pentecostals, everybody. Right. When I'd say God's a good God, it literally would make them mad. Because they'd fight funny? you over it. That's how blind religion can be. You know, be. people will fight you over their right to tribulate. Yeah, <laughs> you know they want to tribulate. They want to. They want to I suffer. Had to, I had to go over that hurdle myself. And and it's easier to blame God when your baby dies, some tragedy happens, your wife dies, your husband dies, or you get a some disease. It's just easier to say God did it, right? Or the devil did it, or God allowed it, but not to take responsibility myself. They don't. Right. They don't say I, I. I had something to do. Right. And so when I'd go and say God is a good God. And right. God didn't kill your babies. God didn't kill your wife. God didn't kill right. your husband. God didn't. That's hard for the. God didn't cause this disaster. God didn't cause this horrible that. fire. God didn't. Right. You know, it, it literally would make them mad because it, it turns a, it turns a searchlight in on them. Well, then whose fault is it? That's right. Who had this happen? If God didn't do it, did I did it? I didn't do it. I'm a good guy. And I'd literally have them stand right up in the pulpit. I mean, right up in the chairs. I'd be in the pulpit. And they'd just stand right up and challenge me. I mean, shake their fist. And challenge, yeah, and yeah. and I'd have to talk to them and 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 you know talk them off the ledge and tell them God. And sometimes I'd have to be tough. I mean, hard. You know, when they were hard, I'd have to be hard back at them. Right. And uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't let them take over my meeting. Right. Because two or three of them all of a sudden stand up and try to take over the meeting. Mm -hmm. Some of them I had to say, look, this is my meeting. I paid for this room. This is my venue. This is your church. I I rented this room. You know. Uh, you're eating my food. I'm paying your bit your meals. No, you're you're That's staying right. in my hotel. I'm paying your hotel bill. So have the common courtesy to listen when I talk to you. One guy stood up and kept trying to preach and just preach right. And I said, "Look, if you want to preach, you need to go down the street and rent you a building and let people invite people to come hear you preach." I said, "I rented this building and I invite people to come hear me preach. All these guys here, you see, all these hundreds of people, they're here to hear me. They're not here to hear you. Right? Now sit down." Either leave or sit down. And then other times when I could be nice, I'd be nice. Right. <laughs> but but it made them mad. It makes Christians mad when you tell them God didn't do this. God is a yeah. good God. 
I, I ex, Dana and I experienced Excellent. it that on some on a small level right here in the United oh, States. Of course you did. You know, of getting course. getting into the word That's what of I faith. Said. The church doesn't know that God's it a good doesn't, God. And they would fight you for the right to tribulate. God exactly. put this on me. Exactly. So, I'm so God holy. allowed this for God, to me yeah. to happen. Like the word's not good enough to learn from. God exactly. has to slap you down the street and put you in a car wreck to and teach you. A lot of times they always want to associate themselves with Paul. Right. And say, have a thorn well, I had a thorn, thorn in the, the flesh, flesh just like the Apostle yeah. Paul. Well, number one, Paul's thorn was not sickness or disease. <laughs> number right. two, Paul had been to the third heaven. You know, yeah. when you get to the third heaven, you know what Paul knew? I'll I'll think maybe the devil's trying to pick on you too. <laughs> you know, but but right now, right now you're, you're not small in Paul, potatoes. You're not in Paul's yeah. uh, lead. No joke. No joke. But, but but going to the to the jungles, going to the the villages, going to the primitive places I went. Uh, and then going to the cities and going to the pastors, it was right. the same thing. They don't want to hear. It's a revelation that to God. hear that God is, is a, a good, good God. God. And I'd quote Acts ten thirty eight ten gazillion times. Isn't that how God word? anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about, about doing, doing good, good, not bad, good, and healing all. How many all that were oppressed of That's who? Wonderful. The devil. For God was with him. Now, that tells us Jesus is good, the Holy Ghost is good, God's good, and the devil's bad. Right. I said that a time at, oh, my goodness, I don't know how many times I've said the The devil's the oppressor. Right. The devil's the oppressor. Luke chapter 11, Jesus is preaching. Oh, excuse me, Luke chapter 13, Jesus is preaching in the synagogue. Here comes a little woman. That, that for 18 years had been bowed over, bent over, and, and could no wise lift herself up, the Bible says. Yes. And Jesus called her to him, touched her, and said, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. She was healed. She was straightened. She glorified God. And the church got mad. <laughs> the church got mad. How dare you heal her on the Sabbath day? Oh, my, And Jesus my. said, You're a bunch of hypocrites. He said, if, you're, if your donkey eyes. or your ox got stuck in the, in the ditch on Sabbath day, you'd go get it out. And he said, This is a daughter of Abraham. This is a daughter of Abraham. She ought to be loosed from the bondage of Satan. So Jesus said very plainly, this didn't come from God. This came from Satan. This is not, look what the Lord has done to her. No, no, this is, she no. ought to be loosed from the bondage of Satan. How wonderful. And so we ought to all receive that, that right. we're children of God. The Bible says in Galatians 3.29, if you belong to Christ, mm -hmm. then you're Abraham's seed. So if you out there listening to this program, if you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so I preached it all over the world. And I still do, as you know. You're right. with me everywhere. And, and people just, it just blows them out of the ballpark to think that God's a good God. They want to say it's easier to blame God. Yeah, no, right. And say, God took my baby. God took my marriage. God God took my job. God, right. God killed my wife, killed my, you know. It's easier to blame God or it's easier to blame the devil right. than it is to say that you may have had something to do with it. I want to I ask you a question here about this because I know when when Dean and I, I mean, we were just fresh out of Bible college. Three, we'd gone to Bible college three years. We had um, one baby and one on the way. And uh, Jerry and Carolyn Savelle were trying to teach us the word of faith. And they were new. They didn't hardly right. know, you oh, know, yeah. hold up. And so we were all trying to figure out, um, because the Pentecostal way of getting into the ministry, being in the ministry, was you just told everybody your needs and how poor you were and how sick your babies were. Well, we had both things. We had sick babies and, and we were poor. And so when we when we found that out, those verses that you quoted, yes. what I wanted to ask you about, 
when you were talking about there the, the little woman getting healed on the Sabbath and then people that that wanted to emancipate themselves from any responsibility of failure or fault, you know, and and they then they wanted to feel entitled, those two things. They were emancipating themselves from any responsibility. And then they wanted to feel entitled that they were like the Pharisees. We're, you know, Abraham is our father. Right. You know, they want to hang on to the religious side of it. When you're in those countries that are like that and you stand up and preach and you use those verses uh, people have got to respond to that. And you've had people like the ministry come forward and receive, right? Right, right, right. And then you've had people that come in faith. That opens up their heart and faith to believe God for a miracle for themselves, oh, right? Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you've seen that ab- actually happen in your services as you talk. You use those same service, those scriptures, right? Oh, certainly. I mean, what, <laughs> yeah. what else? Yeah. yeah. It's the Bible. It's our foundation. It's our anchor. Right. It's our post, as we keep talking about. And so uh, you always go back to the truth. The Word of God is first and final authority. Right. It is the absolute foundation. You always go to the Word. Jesus said, I don't do what I want to do. Right. I do what I see my Father do. Right. I don't say what I want to say. I only say what I hear my Father say. Right. So he, Jesus was a Word guy. You know, the Bible says exactly. it's impossible to please God without faith. Jesus was a faith guy. Exactly. So, you know, he had to be a word guy. Right. He was the word. John 1 says in the beginning was, was the, word. the word. And the word was with God and, he, and Jesus. And he became, <laughs> verse what, 14 says he became flesh and dwelt right. among men. Right. But uh, no, in those early days, I'd have some serious fights on my hands. And then other times, as I was alluding to on another program, maybe last week we were talking about this, and I, when I said I had the, the Catholic bishops and all the hierarchy come and, right. and, and stuff, and, and God gave me an ability and a favor and an anointing, I believe, that instead of talking down to those pastors, right. God let me kind of bring them along like I, we, like I was learning at the same time we were. Yes. Like I'd read Acts 10, 38. Uh, how God anointed Jesus from Nazareth, the Holy Ghost of power, he went about doing good and he and all those that were pressed the devil. What? Let's read that again. What? Is that in your Bible? Does that say does that say the devil was the oppressor? Is that what that says, sir? Yeah. Wow, look, the devil's the God's not the oppressor. The devil's the oppressor. And I mean God would let me bring those pastors along. That's so wonderful. Instead of saying, I've learned all this, you guys don't know anything. I've come right. over here from America to teach you. No, 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 no. I'd be able to come in and, and like, wow. Can we believe that? Yeah. Y'all think we can? How many think we can believe that? You know, you think God will heal you? You know, you think God's a healer? And, right. and so just bring them along that God's a good God. But it, it's, I tell you, sometimes it was a fight, Renee. Well, I mean, it, was it was when a we fight. just it's a fight in America. World. And then the other thing, the other thing, there's two things. They don't like, they don't like the fact that God's a good God right. because that puts the onus on them. That's that was the hard part for me yeah. to believe that I'm I'm doing everything I can to serve God, and I'm still part of the problem. But 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 part of that wrong thinking you had, yeah. and that they had, and that I had, that everybody had, is that we think faith, we think healing's a reward. Oh, that's a bad thing to think. Healing is not a reward. That'll get you in trouble. That'll get you messed up. Because if you think healing's a reward, right. then you say, "Well, I'm a good guy." Right. So God will and reward me it. with healing. Well, well I, I pay my God. tithes. Yeah. So God will reward right. me with healing. I go to church. Right. God will reward. No, no. Healing is not a reward. Right. If it was a reward, then all these great, wonderful saints would be healed all the time. 
great, you know, grandmothers and, and, and That's church what people I stumbled and pastors over. and tithers. Yeah, right. God will just heal them. But it's not a reward. It's a purchase of Jesus. Exactly. By his stripes, ye were healed. That's right. And so that's what we've got to get into our body. The fact right. that, hey, body, <laughs> Jesus died for that's you. Right. Jesus bled for you by his that's stripes. That's right. You're you belong you to Jesus. Up, body. That's right. Instead of saying, oh, I'm such a nice guy. Jesus is going to heal me. Right. Or to say, oh, you must be bad. He didn't heal you. And no. that's what your church people exactly. put on you. They that's said, you've right. got two little sick boys. You must be in sin. That's right. And here you were living that's on the church grounds. You were the church secretary. Dean was the associate pastor. Right. The, 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 choir, the director, choir director. Yeah. And, and, and you're thinking, Youth pastor. I don't have time yeah. to sin. Right. You know, what am I? I doing wrong. That's what, Lynn that's what and I, I kept my saying. oldest son and I was uh, were uh, in South Africa numbers of years ago, and uh, I was preaching for a gentleman that I've known for many many years. Good guy. He's in heaven now. Right. And uh, I preached a great message at his church on Sunday morning, and, and then we went out to eat. And I told miracles. I told about raising the dead. I told some other miracle stories. We prayed for the sick. People got healed. People got saved. Great service. But at lunch, he said to me, Terry, that was a great sermon. That was a great service. I said, well, great. I'm glad. Praise the Lord. He said, but it's been a long, long time Y'all listen. since anything like that has been preached from my pulpit. And I said, what? And he said, it's been a long time, long time since anything like that's been preached in my pulpit. Wow. I said, like what? What are you talking about? He said, like, like what you preach today, like my faith has something to do with my outcome. That was the dividing line with me. Yeah. My faith. Mm-hmm. You're preaching that my faith right. has something to do with my outcome. That I can change it. Yep. I said, well, it absolutely does. He said, well, I believe that, but it's been a long time since that's been preached from my pulpit. I said, well, why? You're the pastor. <laughs> you better get. You better preach it. He yeah. said, well, I'm not allowed to preach. He said, I belong to a, to a denomination here or an organization here, and they don't allow me to preach something like that. And I said, then you better change churches. You better get out of that church and get you a pulpit. You can preach right. the truth. That can cost your and, life. And it may have cost his life. He's passed away now. Yeah. And uh, But uh, those two messages, that, that that God's a good God makes people mad. Right. And the other one is the favorite message, even with so many ministers here in the States forever, is God's in control. Right. They love to preach God's in We'd control because as long as you preach God's that. in control, that takes all responsibility. Isn't that the truth? Somebody asked me when I was just a teenager, Renee, and, and God was showing me the word of faith, what we call the word of faith message. Somebody said, well, Terry, what's the difference in what you're preaching, this word of faith stuff, and uh, and just normal charismatic or Holy Ghost or full gospel uh, messages in churches? I said, well, the best I could explain it to you is that is that those other churches and messages put the, all the blame on God right. or all the blame on the, on the devil. devil. And I said, and, and, and the Bible, the word of faith, will put the responsibility on you. That's right. Until you you get in faith, you get right. this it's thing It's the done. word of faith. Yeah. And it puts the responsibility on the belief. Well, in Romans 10, and let's, let's say that because we haven't said that yet, uh, is that Romans 10, Paul said, we preach the word of faith. And the word of faith he describes in Romans 10 is believing in the heart, which is per person, yes. and confessing Same out of the mouth, the mouth, which is per person. Which is faith in you in two places, in, in two the heart places. and in the mouth. Well, if God's put faith in my heart and faith in my mouth. And it's up to you to get it out. Then it's up, for, up to me to put it out there. That's exactly. right. Exactly. So anyway, those two messages, God's in control. Right. I hate and despise that message. Yeah. Uh, and yet preachers preach it everywhere. Cost you your life. It, it will. And... The other one is that God's a good God. People don't like that. Right. So 
you combine those two, get rid of get get rid of that, and understand that. Let me just put it in real simple terms for you. If God's in control, right, and I have nothing to do with my outcome, my faith has nothing to do with my outcome. I have no choice in this matter. I'm just a puppet here on earth. Right. God knows what I'm going to do tomorrow, what I'm going to say tomorrow. God Everything's knows what I'm predestined and you know. foreordained. <laughs> then my question is, why pray? Right. Why go to church? Why pay my tithes? Right. Why give offerings? Why do anything if 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 I don't affect my outcome? And if God just has everything in control, yeah. then I have no part to play. Right. Then now 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 couple that back to what I just said a while ago, faith's not a reward. It's a purchase. Right. So I'm not just gonna sit here and say, Well, I'm a nice guy, so God's gonna reward me with healing. Right. I've got to I've got to get my healing by what? By faith. By faith. Like everybody else does. Right. Jesus paid for it, so I have to receive it. It's like salvation. Jesus paid for it. So, but it's, I it's still not, have it's to receive it. It's not a reward it. of yeah. me being a good guy, so I get to go to right, heaven. Right. And people think that. A lot of times you ask people, are you, are you born again? Are you a Christian? Are you going to heaven when you die? They'll say, well, yeah. And I say, well, well why do you think that? Well, because I'm a good person. Yeah. See, it's not a reward. No. Uh-uh. It's a purchase of blood. Well, just just to quickly uh, explain that even further, the church that I was grow- had been raised in and Dean and I came back to um, – uh, the associate pastor had just died of cancer the year before, and peoples were shaken sure. because everybody had prayed. He'd been a missionary. Every, he'd been a missionary. <laughs> he'd been a great man of God, very gifted, and very famous talented. Preachers came to famous pray for preacher. Him. They all came to pray for him, and he still died. In fact, Brother and, Hagen actually tells this story. I've heard him yes, tell it he many does. times. He does. And people would say to us, and Jerry and Carolyn, and they would say to us, the well, civilians. if all this faith stuff works, then why did Brother so-and-so die? Right. You know, and and that should be... Because they think from, it's a reward. A reward. That's it. And that's... It's a, it's something that we, you know, have to bombard the gates of, of yes, hell or yes. heaven, whichever it's, gates they were working see, on. See, I ran into that so much when yeah. I first started out. Because people would come to me and they say, "Well, Brother Terry, if, that, if that's right, how come my grandmother died of cancer? She loved God." They always they always quote that use that little hook of she loved, she God. loved God. And I'd always say, "Hey, there's no doubt she loved yeah. God. Well, and there's I, no I doubt God loved her. We're not talking about whether she's a Christian or whether she loves God or whether God loves her. Right. We're talking about levels of faith here." Dean got hold of it, the understanding of faith, before I did, and I, I, I played twenty questions with that man every day. Well, if the word of faith is right, well, if Brother Copeland's right, well, if Brother So and So's right, well, if Jesus said this and this, why did so and so happen? Why did that happen? Why did Brother? Because we all serve God, we love God. What's wrong with us? You know, and it was that emancipation right. from the responsibility of faith. Exactly. Well, to, to go on that same story, and we're about out of time, so I'll probably squeeze it out here. Uh, Brother Hagen was at his bedside. Right. The, your associate pastor. Right. He was. And, and was praying for him. He was dying with cancer. Right. And Jesus walked in the room. That's right. Many of y'all have heard Brother Hagen tell this story. You just don't know who, who the man was, but we do. Uh, and Jesus walked in. That's right. And uh, uh, Brother Hagen said to the gentleman in the bed, said, Jesus is here. And right. he said, yes, I see him. And Jesus said to the man, called him by name, and said, I've come to heal you. Get out of bed. Right. Can you imagine? I've come to heal you. Get out of bed. And he looked at Jesus and he said, I can't. Yeah. I can't. 
He he said, "I'm not worthy. I'm, I, yes, yeah, I'm not okay. worthy." Yeah. Same thing William Branham said exactly when he was laying on on, on the roadside in Amarillo, Texas, yeah. after a car wreck. Oh, his Jesus. wife was dying. His son was dying. He laid hands on his wife. She is healed. He laid hands on his son. He is healed. His son got up and said, "Dad, lay hands on yourself." And he said, "I'm not worthy," yeah. and died. And it's that thing where you think healing is a reward, and it's not, and I've run us out of time. Healing is a purchase, and it belongs to you because <laughs> God's a good God, and your faith does have something to do with your outcome. Just remember Psalm 103. we got a few seconds. Psalm 103, that he forgiveth all and he healeth all. It's a twofold covenant, and if we once we learn that, then your faith can go to work on that. Amen. 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 Well, we got to go. Just remember, you are... More More than than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved. You're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. 